John chapter 20. Glory, glory, glory. I'm going to teach today and minister along the line of living in Jesus' name. Amen? John chapter 20 verse 31 says, But these are written, that's John 20, 31, But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life to his name. That you might have life to his name. That you might live his life through his name. That you might have life through his name. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 it says, After Jesus said, After this manner pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He is our Father. It's our because Jesus and us we are brethren. He is Father, he's not just God, because we've been born of his spirit. Amen? So it says, hallowed be thy name. Now that word hallow means declared or, or rendered to rendered or declared to be sacred to be sacred and sanctified, separated. So his name is to be hallowed. It's sacred. It's separated. It's sanctified. It is holy. It is holy. It is holy and it is separated and it must be used with purpose. Now when you think about something that is holy, you think about something that is precious, you handle it with reverence, you handle it with care, you handle it with a sense of awareness. I mean, if you have a, a, a pearl of great price, if you have a piece of crystal that is, that is infinitely valuable and you, are, and you are handling it or you're moving it from point A to point B, how sensitive will you be to its value, how precious it is, how holy, how pure? So it says, hallowed be his name. Now over time, the name of God and the name of Jesus has been brought down into a place where there isn't that hallowing, there isn't that sensitivity, there isn't that reverence, there isn't that purposefulness and separating it and using it scripturally accurately. There is a tendency for us to use it in vain and quite often we do it and we're not aware because our concept of being in vain is swearing by that name. But you can use the, the name of Jesus when you just tag things, you know, the end of some prayer and you just tag it on. And, and what you have prayed or what you have even said had nothing to do with the word of God or the character of the person of Christ. The Bible says that everyone that, the Bible says in, um, in um, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 19, the foundation of God standeth sure and God knows them that are his. 
And let everyone that names the name of Jesus depart from iniquity. In other words, he is saying, God says, he knows them that are his. This name belongs to them that are his. And they are to handle his name without any sense of iniquity. Amen? So, hallowed be thy name. The name must be hallowed. The name must be used purposefully. Let me tell you a story in Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. And um, uh, you know this story about the sons of Sceva. I'm just going to jump in the middle of it. And verse 13. You know, there were miracles and things were happening in the name of Jesus. In verse 11 it says, God had wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and, or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out of them. And then verse 13, But then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon themselves to call over them, to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus. Saying, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preached. And these were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and a chief of the priests, which did these things. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was, was leapt on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. What happened there? Well, first of all, they were not qualified. They did not have a legal right to that name. You must be born again to have a legal right to that name. They were not. The Bible says in 1 Timothy not 1 Timothy, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 11. Verse 10 says, Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, or, or, or revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit or possess or function effectively in the kingdom of God. You got to be born again to get into the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you have been washed. You are sanctified. The Bible says that you and I have been sanctified by the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you are born again, it says in um, Hebrews 10 verse 14, you don't need to turn to it, by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. You have been sanctified by the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the sacrifice of Christ. So here it says, such were some of you, but you have been washed. You have been washed by the blood of Jesus. And you only need to be washed once. Your feet might need to be washed over and over because in your daily life you become contaminated and hence there's a continual washing of the water of the word. But as for being born again, you're born again once. Jesus said to Peter, when, Peter, when Jesus was washing their feet, and, and uh, Peter says, don't wash my feet, you don't have to do that. And Jesus says, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part of me. And then Peter said, well, hey, in that case, wash me. Wash my head, wash my feet, wash everything. Jesus says, all of you is not what needs to be washed. Only your feet. Because as for you, the, the washing, of the, the washing the, but by the blood of Jesus takes place once. That new birth. But your feet during life and the, and the daily activities of life, you become contaminated. So he says there need to be that continual daily washing. 
But understand this, you're born again, you have been washed by the blood of Jesus. You have been sanctified and set apart. You have been qualified. You are qualified by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you are able to partake of the inheritance. Colossians 1 verse 12. Say, I am qualified. Amen. Not by works of righteousness which you have done, but according to that sacrifice, according to that blood, according to the working of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So you've been washed, you've been sanctified, and you are justified. Just as if sin had never taken place. Just as if you had never done anything wrong. Now receive with meekness the word of God. It is able to save and deliver your soul and deliver your mind from the realm of guilt and condemnation and insecurity and shame. The blood has washed you. You are sanctified. You are justified. Say I'm justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So in the name of the Lord Jesus, here is this justification. Here is this sanctification. Here is this washing. Here is the effect of what the blood and the sacrifice have done. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. And the spirit and the word and the blood, they agree in one. Amen? Hallelujah. So these sons of Sceva, they didn't qualify. They were not partakers of that divine life. They were not washed. They were not born again. They were not justified. They didn't have a right to that name. And, and you see, that, 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 that name belongs to you and I. Before I go there, let me just give you a verse of scripture here. Now it's a little bit of Psalms 50. Let me just read it. Psalms 50. What am I saying that it didn't qualify? The Bible says you must be born again. To partake and to enter and to even see into the kingdom of God, does it not? Now in Psalms 50, now this is not a nice message for those that are lost, except that it it says you need to be saved. You need to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. Psalms 50, verse 14, God says, "Offer Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble. Have you ever called upon him in the day of trouble? And he says, I will deliver you. And I will, and, and you shall glorify me. Now, does that mean that there isn't deliverance for the ungodly? God is a merciful God. But look at verse 16. But unto the wicked said he, What hast thou to do? What hast thou to do to declare my statutes? Or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? The name of Jesus is a covenant name. And this scripture says that the wicked. They have no right to take God's covenant in their mouth. Are you with me? But say, I got a right. I'm justified. I'm washed. I'm cleansed. I'm not a son of Sceva. I'm a son of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So that name belongs to you. And the very person, the character, the person that is connected to that name, his name is Jesus. And he lives on the inside of you. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 says, If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Do you have the spirit of Christ? So you are his. So the name of Jesus and the person of Christ is on the inside of you. Say, I got that name. And not only that, you see this name so belongs to you that it says in Ephesians, and I just want to give you some scriptures here. Ephesians chapter 1, when it was going through the whole passage regarding the eyes of your understanding being open and so on and so forth. And then it says about, um, it says, let's pick it up in verse, mm, in verse 
In verse 20, when it was talking about Jesus being raised up far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And God had put all things, say all things, has put all under his feet. Well, Jesus is the head and we are the body. The feet are connected to the body. God had placed all things under his feet. And give him to be head over all to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. In other words, then, you are the body of Christ. All things have been placed underneath your feet. God has made everything subject unto him and to that name. You are the body of Christ, and the body and the head have the same name. Amen? I hope that's the way it is with you. Your head and body have the same name? Amen? Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse, and verse 14, Paul was saying, I bow my knees to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family, say family. You got to be born again to get into this family. Amen. After whom the whole family in heaven and in earth. Well, some of the families already in heaven. We are seated there, but we are physically here. But there is a name after whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And that is the name of Jesus. You say, but wait a minute. Are we talking about the name of God? Aren't we talking about God the Father? Well, yes. But no. <laughs> what am I saying? After whom the whole family, this family only came together. And this family is named after Jesus. They are called Christians. In Isaiah chapter 9 and in verse 6, it says, um, talking, uh, yeah, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, the seed of man, and unto us a son is given, the seed of God, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called what? Wonderful? What else? Counselor? What else? The mighty God? What else? The everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. So all, and the Bible says the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ bodily. Does it not say so? So every name that belongs to the Father belongs to him. So he is the name after which the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So that name of Jesus belongs to you. Say that name of Jesus is mine. Amen. Now, you don't have to ask permission to use that name, but you do use that name correctly. Which means, not in vain. Which means, purposefully. Which means, in the sense of hallowing that name. Recognizing the person, the character that that name represents. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, does that mean, when I say you can't use the name recklessly or in vain, does that mean that if you're in a situation, have you ever been there? You're driving on a car, or you're in a car, and then all of a sudden, something funny happens in front of you. You know what I mean? Some, somebody seems to be coming to your lane, and for a split second, it looks like, or a truck comes out from nowhere, and all of a sudden, it looks like there might be an accident. And you show Jesus! Have you ever done that? Come on. Is that in vain? No, that's not in vain. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous one it into it and is safe. There is power and there is deliverance in that name. So that's not a wrong use of the name. 
But if you just use the name and tag everything with it, and, and what you're saying has nothing to do with God, nothing to do with the Word, nothing to do with truth, nothing to do with the person of Christ and the character of Christ, then that's in vain. Are you with me? But we are to learn, we have life through that name, and we must learn how to live in that name. Live with purpose. Live with purpose. Use that name on purpose. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 says, um, And whatsoever you do, whatsoever is whatsoever. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all, do each and every in the name of what? The Lord. Jesus. Giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Whatever you do, do it in the name of Jesus. Do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do in word and in deed. In other words, do this on purpose. Say on purpose. Romans, and you see there's something amazing about this. It's your being on purpose. The Bible says in, in, in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 11. It says that um, to whom God, in whom we also obtain an inheritance. Being predestined according to the purpose of him. That work at all things after the counsel of his own will. God does everything according to the counsel of his own will. God does everything in accordance to purpose. Now God wants you and I to be totally victorious no matter what we deal with. So he says, I'm going to give you the name of Jesus, which is above every name. I'm going to give you this name that has such authority. I'm going to give you this name that represents the very person of Christ. And he says, you do everything in that name. You do everything, whatever you do. Do it as unto the Lord and not as unto the man. Uh, knowing, not, uh, not as unto man, knowing that from the Lord you receive the reward of the inheritance. Do everything in harm. Do everything with purpose in the name of Jesus. And give God the Father that opportunity to release more and more of the inheritance into your life. Because you see that name of Jesus is the very authority by which we are able to bring heaven to earth. By which we are able to receive that inheritance. It is the legal authority. It is the, 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 the power of attorney. To access the covenant. To access heaven. To access the will of God. Are you with me? And God does all things according to the counsel of his own will. According to his own purpose. According to purpose. That being the case, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, things may happen. Things that might not be pleasant. Things may happen. And then he says, but he says, look, you get a hold of the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost help you. Let the Holy Ghost help you to pray even when you don't know how to pray as you ought to pray. Do so knowing that all things will work together for good. For them that love God and are called according to what? To his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So this issue of, 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 of functioning in the name of Jesus, even the very process of it, in line with, with purpose, is all dynamically mysteriously, supernaturally, divinely working together for good and working together to, 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 to conform you to Christ. Not in your spirit. Your spirit is already, Christ is living in there. But Paul says in Galatians chapter 4 verse 19, I travail again that Christ might be formed in you. In where? In your soul. Amen? 
Your spirit is cool, but your soul needs to be saved. Your soul needs to come in line. Your soul needs to be transformed. Your soul, and we are transformed from glory to glory as we behold, as in a glass, the glory and the essence and the magnificency of God. And it says the very essence of the name of Jesus brings forth some of that transformation. What am I talking about? I'm talking about living in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about operating with purpose. Using the name on purpose. Which is to say, function as who you are, the son of God. Our father, I'm a son of God. Our father, I am a son. Now the Bible says in 1 John 3, 8, For this purpose was the son of God manifested. What for? To destroy the works of the devil. To paralyze, to demolish. Amen? To demolish the works of the devil. So, we know Jesus did that. And he sat down on the right hand of the Father, expecting his enemies to be made his footstool. Why? Why? Why why is he expecting? Because he's expecting and believing that you and I will now function as sons. And as we function as sons of God, what happened? He has already ordained. And he has purpose. This is why the Son of God are to be manifested. What for? To destroy and to paralyze the works of the enemy. The works of the enemy are not paralyzed and brought to naught in our lives until we function as what? The sons of God. Until we function as who we are. And the name of Jesus, we live through that name. Are you with me? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's be talking about living in purpose. Living with purpose. Do operating and functioning in the name on purpose. Now it says in, in, um, in, in, in Romans chapter 14, it says, uh, I'm just, okay, verse 4. One man esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. But let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regarded the day, regarded unto the Lord. He, that's in Romans 14 verse 6. He that observes the day, observes it in the honor of the Lord. In other words, let every day be to the honor of God. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not here. And when tomorrow comes, it would not be tomorrow. It would be today. So today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Amen? <laughs> and yesterday was today yesterday. <laughs> So, today, honor the Lord, regard the day as unto the Lord. That's all part of living purposefully, doing everything in the name of Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31 says, And whatsoever you do, do all what? To the glory of God. Now, you know, I believe that today, in this word that is going forth, there is a need for you and I to press a reset button. A reset button that says, I'm going to align myself. I'm going to live in the name of Jesus. I am going to come up higher in these various areas. Let everyone that name the name of Jesus depart from iniquity. It does not yet know are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. We know that when he is unveiled, we will see that we that's exactly how we are. And as he is, so are we in this world. When he shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. When he shall appear, it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know. First John 3, 2. We know that when he shall appear, we shall see him as he is. 
1 John 3, 3. And every man that has this hope purified himself even as he is pure. What am I saying? There is a character that goes with the name of Jesus. You are that in his spirit. You have been justified. So this is not about condemnation, but it is also about coming up higher. It is also about, about being reunited to God's original in plan, plan, intent, and purposes, and the things that he has spoken about you from the foundation of the world. Separated. These people have I formed for myself. They shall bring me glory and honor. Amen. Jesus came to bring many sons to. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So there is a consecration. And there is a connecting. Um, there is a consecration that is connected to living in the name of Jesus. Now we can talk about um, at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven and things on earth. And things under the earth. And, and we can talk about that. And that's fine. And that is valid. But there is also this other aspect. Let everyone that named it Jesus. There is also this aspect of consecration, of dedication. There is also this aspect of living in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Giving thanks unto God and the Father by him. We have life through the name. Hello. All right. All right. So there is life. Say there's life. life. Now, there's life in the name of Jesus. We are to live through that name. And we, uh, and, and we are to do so with purpose. And today is always today. So we are forgetting those things which are behind. And we are just endeavoring to, to yield to him. Abandon ourselves to his spirit. To be filled continually with the Holy Ghost. We are endeavoring today. To live today by the spirit of God. But in the midst of today. We have issues. In the midst of today. There's struggles. Have you ever experienced any? In the midst of today. There are tests. There are trials. There are disappointments. There are hurts. You may have a situation right now that is testy. Don't lift up your hands. You may have a situation right now that is rough. You may have a, a, a relationship problem that you don't know how to fix. You may have a financial issue that is screaming, that is overwhelming. You may have all of those things. But in the midst of it all, there is life. And there is a living through the name of Jesus. In the midst of it all, you have got to learn to live today, today. In the midst of it all, Paul said something in Roman, Philippians 4 verse 11. Amen? And by the way, Philippians 4 verse 11 comes before Philippians 4 verse 13. Alright? Philippians 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ that enables me, that strengthens me. But, but Philippians 4 verse 11, Paul says, I have learned. I've learned I can abound. I can abase. I've learned whatever state I'm in. I'm le I've learned whatever's going on. I've learned whether I'm being stoned. I have learned whether I'm in jail. I've learned whether I have some, some, some issues with Barnabas. Have you ever had an issue with Barnabas? <laughs> right? 
I've learned that no matter what's going on, no matter what conflict there is, no matter what's going on, I've learned that whatever state I'm in, they're in to be content because this is where I've come to. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I have learned that even when I'm weak, then I'm as strong. I'm not looking to my own ability. I'm not looking to my own strength. But I have found out that when I've come to this place of humility that recognizes that, oh, I can't do this in my strength. To recognize that, 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 um, that, that I might feel this way or that way or, 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 or the disappointment or whatever the case is. I have learned to humble myself as a little child and recognize that I can't do it on my own. And I don't want to do it on my own. In fact, I'm going to glory in my weakness. Because I've come to find out that that is when, it's when I'm weak, then am I strong. So that the power of Christ might rest upon me.